I we don't gotta need fucking it. sell this. We can't fucking sell it. How are we gonna make money off it, you fucking cunt? Okay, can we at least start it? Please, for the love of God. Can we start All this right. thing? Welcome to the You Might Not Get This podcast. I'd like to say we're proud to be sponsored by Spotify and the Anchor app. Uh, if you don't know what Anchor is, it's a great app. You should go download it in the App Store. It's free. Uh, it's a great way to start a podcast if you don't already have one. If you already have one, you can move it on over here to Anchor at any time you'd like to. You keep 100% of your rights. They'll distribute it for you. They're great people. They care about the creators. Uh, I'd like to introduce you guys to my co-hosts. Uh, first, Josh Wells, uh, great man, and uh, also Landon Day, another mm. solid man. Uh, no, I'm, I, uh, you know, solid, I'm going to put a little side okay. note here. I'm not a great man. Solid, I'm not a not great, great man. Don't let him fool you. He's a sorcerer, okay? I don't trust him. I don't, okay. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about first, man? I want to talk about Landon's problem with Tom Brady and the greatest dynasty of any sports team of all time. You can say what you no, want. I have a problem with them. You definitely it have is a problem the with dynasty. You, you do. Have you do have a problem with them. And when we won our sixth Super Bowl, you you still wouldn't admit that he was the greatest. And that's the problem I have with you right now. That's my beef. Greatest legacy or greatest third of the football? He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, greatest greatest legacy? quarterback of all time. Greatest quarterback? No. Yes. Statistically, no. You can't say it. Watching him play, he just passed Peyton Manning's all time passing uh, record. Cool. Yeah, but Peyton still got him in like 35 other categories. Yeah. Peyton played three less years. How many rings does Peyton Manning have? My point exactly. So, yeah. He played three less years so far, though. He didn't have Bill Belichick in a top 10 defense every year. Yeah. When has Tom Brady really, when has Tom Brady really had one of the greatest receivers of all time except for Randy Moss? And Randy Moss was towards the end of his career and they didn't want to ring that year. So, let's get that, let's get that straight. It was still Randy Moss. Randy Moss. I mean, he's always had a decent receiving core, as did Peyton Manning. You wouldn't even count Julian Edelman or, at the time, Danny Amendola as a top-ten receiver. Julian Edelman's a Super Bowl MVP. He was a Super Bowl MVP because they had no one else to fucking give it to. Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski might be the best He wasn't with us, and the majority of our Super Bowl appearances only made one appearance in one that we won uh, in I don't care. He was on the team. It doesn't have to be just in the Super Bowl. He's on the team. I guess. I guess. He's yeah. Played he's had, most he's of the had some decent receivers, but the 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 thing is, is what he's been able to do in, in the crunch time and stuff like that makes him the greatest of all time. Okay. Here is my problem with the Tom Brady being the greatest statistical or greatest besides legacy. His six Super Bowls. <clears throat> Anytime he's out of the system, you know he's injured, sitting out, whatever it be. The Patriots win. They look like the exact same team, just with a different quarterback who honestly puts up almost the same exact stats every time. Consistently in the playoffs, in almost every single game, he plays subpar besides a couple, like the one Super Bowl against Atlanta, which keep in mind, he didn't start playing good until the fourth quarter. Okay, let's count it down. And, that's uh, true, though, Josh. That's, that's true. They're down 28-3. Okay, but who? Okay, if you look at the past few Super Bowls, he's always had a game-winning drive. Hmm, I forget the number, but you know, game-winning drive. You can win seven nothing. Okay, but if you had, drive. if you had it's... someone like, if you had someone like fucking, uh, you know, I can't even think right now. But if you had someone, who? I mean, who? The only per, the only quarterback that I like specifically right now that I'm really eyeing right now as a future Hall of Famer is uh, Patrick Mahomes for sure. Mm-hmm. Because Pat, Patrick Mahomes, well, yes, he, we he's, don't he's know versi- that yet. He's a more versatile. Yeah, I'm, I, obviously, like someone like Aaron Rodgers can get out of the pocket. He and reminds me more of Brett Favre. Yeah, 
he reminds me more of Brett Favre. He's a little bit more reckless with it compared to Aaron Rodgers. I would say more Brett Favre. You know, it's I get what people say. Obviously, Brady's not athletic, but he's he's one of the best. And everybody says he's a system a system player. I don't I don't agree with that entirely. Yes, he does. He have one of the greatest. I don't think he's, he's a, absolutely. Do a I think he's quarterback though? I think he is, but he's not in the the sense that the degree that people make him sound like he's Alex Smith or something. I think he's top five quarterbacks all time. Probably top three, actually. I'll do, yeah, top three, definitely. Do I think he's the greatest? No. Uh, I mean, who do you – okay, what do you – What do you? who do you put at your top of your list and as the greatest, then? Because I'm curious to see. Top of the list. So, what are we going with here? I told you legacy. Tom Brady has it 100%. Okay. Uh, actual, you know, a combination of statistics and just eye test of watching them throw the football, what they add to the team, value to their team. Like, do they make their players better? Or is it the system that makes them their success possible? I just think if you put anyone, you know, people discount what Peyton Manning did. I I admit that I discounted it until I really looked at it. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Who do you think is? I do. Who I think is the greatest quarterback of all time. For the love of God, don't say Joe Montana. Peyton's Peyton's too. I haven't watched enough Joe Montana film to say Joe. I really don't. You know, I I want to I want to say Peyton, but I just don't think he has it. He doesn't have it. When is he really showed off? I mean, you can say when he won his ring with the Broncos, but in reality, situation it was his defense that got him that ring. You can say what you want. That's the truth. He had fifty-five touchdowns. What do you mean? You can't say the defense got him that. Yeah. Not the season they won the Super Bowl, but he still was. He was still a good player. That team was a powerhouse for years when he was on the team. All I want to say is is that it's not even this year specifically. We're going to probably win another rank because we got the best. We got arguably the best defense in the NFL ranked. Obviously, so it's not because of Tom Brady, though. No, it's because of Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's also aging, but he's still playing like a great quarterback. I mean, where was Brett Favre at thirty nine years old? He was injured. Has the most interceptions of any quarterback. You know why? Because his he's best selfish. year, his best year was at age forty-one with the Minnesota Vikings. What do you mean? He Brett Favre's all best year. All the past players said he was selfish because he was. He was selfish. He didn't. He didn't play to win. He just played to get stats. All he was a stat chaser. All he was. Brett. Yes. Who who you said pull that? Pull that up and show me that. I swear I've heard that about to Aaron God, Rogers. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've, so I've much heard that about selfish. Aaron. I've heard about I've Aaron. Heard that about Brett Favre. Ever, who said? Wait, who said that about Aaron? Everybody, Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings, mostly, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the only one I hear it from. I can't even remember who. Probably Jermichael. I don't know. I've always thought. I've point. always thought that Brett Favre was overrated. I've always thought he was. Everybody just gave him too much. But going back to what I was saying was Tom Brady's in really great shape for his age. It's like that. He's playing very well. For yes, his age. I don't doubt that. I think he's playing all right. He's once again benefiting. Yeah, from but he a throws some balls. Defense just not there. He throws a lot if, of Watch his game tape, no, his, one, his pass to Julian Edelman last tape. game against the Giants was not his entirely fault. It was because of the wins. Like, there's a lot of things you can fight. You have to factor in when he's passing. Yeah. So not, yeah, but that's not He's that good of a quarterback one. to where no, no, no great quarterback like that makes that, that much of an error pass. That's, that's not – that must be something else. It's not when – I think the yeah, win was really bad that, that day. he's not that crap, great of a quarterback. Okay, let's calm it down. I think he was, but I don't think he's, he's that – 
anymore. Watch his game tape. Every single pass he throws is either a screen pass or a wide open pass 10 yards down the field. Nothing else. That's just the way the offense runs. I mean, he could throw better, but they just don't. So he's they exactly also, anyone can do that. So they don't want to ruin his arm. They want to keep. They want to keep him as long as they can. They know what kind of what value he brings to that team. But that that's what they've done for their his entire career. Is what I'm saying. And, Except for when he had Randy Moss. Well, I mean, when has he had someone like that can run out, who can run routes like that, or someone who can catch that ability? He has a Super Bowl MVP. He has the best. Yes, yeah, you call him that, but he's that kid. But Julian Ellum is not going to be ever be a top ten receiver. You can say what you want. That's the truth. He will never be. Never You'll be considered to be a Deion top Branch. 10 receiver didn't, didn't, to be great, though. Didn't Deion Branch win a Super Bowl MVP My as well? thing is this. Didn't I think a lot of people, like you said, what you value in quarterbacks is the, the ability to make their teammates better. That's what Tom Brady's been doing every single year. It's not just because of the system. Yes, it's a system to uh, Bill Belichick. I think that's what Bill Belichick really does every year is makes players great. Yes, I don't think Tom you, Brady does you it. Can't have, you I you think can't put someone so like Joe Flacco in the Patriots and tell him to lead the team. It's not going to happen. He doesn't have a leadership. He doesn't have the ability. I bet you could. I bet you could. We saw Jacoby Brissett do it. We saw we saw Matt Castle do it. Matt Castle hadn't started since high school. Got him a, a max contract. Led the I'm Patriots not, to I'm, not, I'm not discrediting, you know, Bill Belichick's, you know, his his like method behind the madness of how he yeah, transforms like crediting him. No, I think I think it's equal. I think it's fifty fifty. I think it, Tom Brady, what Tom Brady brings, what Tom Brady does for his team, he takes he takes a lot he takes a lot less money for his team to get better players and like that. And a lot of players won't do that. You don't need more money when your wife's worth $150 million, Josh. It's not just about that. He wants to win, and he realizes to He's win. Got you have to, he, he realizes once you want, he realizes that once you know if you want to win, you have to take sacrifices. No one else does that. Okay. What do you think Antonio Brown? Uh, what do you think Antonio Brown would ever win a ring or ever have ever be successful? Peyton did. Peyton did it for a time. Okay, but my thing is, he's consistently taken cuts every single year to make his team better. So to say that he's not a team player or he doesn't bring his team up, that's bullshit. I never said – that's different. That's money. That's not bringing your team. I'm talking about on the field, does he make his teammates better? No. I think he no. does. Never. Did he make Randy Moss better? No. Randy Moss has been Randy, Randy Moss. Randy Moss for... was towards the end of his career, and yeah. Randy Moss still that. had one of the best seasons of all time. He, he had the best statistical receiving season in NFL history. You can't tell me that was the back end of his career. I'm not saying he was. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't discrediting his, his his stats or his performance. I was more discrediting that. My thing is this: if we can win with second round draft picks, fourth round draft picks, like that, and something that right, you can, yeah, that's that's part of the system, obviously. Because Bill Belichick's a mastermind, but like, you can't discredit Tom Brady and say that he anybody under any other quarterback could do that because a lot of quarterbacks will fucking shrink under pressure. And he, he Jared Goff, doesn't. Jared Goff, think, what happened to him? He shrank when he came to the, the big lights. I'm not saying Jared Goff. Jared Goff has the most turnovers in the past, I think, 16 games he's played or whatever. And who had their bets on who would win that, that Super Bowl? Everybody said, oh, the Los, the Los Angeles Rams are going to win, you know? I, anyone smart did not. No, I, never, I would never say that because of how young Jared Goff is and how young Sean McVay is in their careers versus Bill Belichick. No way. Well, speaking of which, our fucking, like I said, I was talking about the earlier defense was fucking scary. This year with Stephon Gilmore and Devin and Jason McCourty. Or, God, we have like this – Best defenses. second unit. It's be- easily the best second unit in the in, in the NFL from a defensive perspective. But yeah, that's it's scary out there. I would argue the that Stephon Gilmore is the greatest, the greatest cornerback in the NFL right now. Seeing how he plays, seeing how he reads the reads the offense, everything. He's the great. He's the best right now. Well, the Patriots have the best defense in the NFL right now, without a doubt. 
Chicago. No. I, can't, I still can't say no, Chicago. I, isn't it? No. Patriots haven't played anybody. Patriots have played Neither three have, winless teams. Bro, Chicago has only played Green Bay. Chicago has played three teams with winning records. Yeah, but it's the Raiders more. and the Ravens, bro. The Ravens have one of the best offenses in the league. No, the Ravens—they had one of the best first two weeks of the season. They still are scoring points, is what I'm saying. I'm just letting you know that if you think just because these certain teams have winning records that they're good teams, you're they've wrong. played the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Jets—the three worst teams in the league. Of course, they're going to be at the top in terms of. Per, like points per game. They didn't allow a course. touchdown until week four. They shouldn't against those teams. Okay. <laughs> the Steelers are a mess without Antonio Brown. The Steelers are a mess without Antonio Brown offensively. Well, you know, I don't know what do you expect? Juju cannot get open when he's it's not. It's not. Team. Part of that problem wasn't just Ben Roethlisberger's ego, but it was also Antonio Brown's ego. It's a clash of egos at that point because yeah. Antonio Brown, obviously, he's a fucking idiot given his decisions. He's all that money, yet he makes the dumbest decisions possible. And oh, yeah, 100%. If you can't, if you can't security. succeed with the exactly. Patriots, then something's wrong. Like, I mean, that, that wasn't That him. wasn't him. The Patriots no. one. That, that, that was, was, well, that was his dumbass fault because he was threatening his fucking oh, that was threatening what a he, girl. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, that's what that's what he did, but yeah, it wasn't but you got out, so I can't say anything whether it's true or not. I'm just going off the basis of how life works is that when somebody starts getting things thrown their way or allegations or somebody sees that you can get money out of somebody who's going to pay you off, that's when people come out of the woodworks. Yes, but time. it's also important. It's important to acknowledge the fact that I could he's, be ob- wrong. he's obviously crazy given his due, his recent behavior and his past I mean, behavior. we've seen his, Plus, his personality. His exactly. Attitude. Plus, people who have that kind of power. I don't know crazy, though. People who have that kind of power, you, can they, they get into a power trip. They crazy. think they can do what the fuck they want, and they have no consequences. That's the problem. That's why someone like Harvey Weinstein or – Someone like Bill Cosby okay, can get away with that. Stuff let's not compare him to Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying off the exact merits of their character or what they actually did. I'm just saying generally, people who have power think they can do what they want with it. Yeah. Okay, but I can flip that and say that when people see somebody that has power, they want to abuse that. Oh, of course. It's 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 not a one way street. It goes both ways. I see. I know what you mean by that, but. I think it's also important to acknowledge the guy, given his ego and the way he is, it doesn't surprise me that kind of behavior. There's millions of people with egos in the world. That doesn't mean they do terrible things. <clears throat> would you be surprised if it came out that both allegations were true? Be honest. Yeah. Would you? Hundred no. percent. I would be very shocked. I don't believe. I, I don't be. believe a word of either. And I, I'm. I'm I might open be, to being wrong. I might be shocked about the first. I might be shocked about the first one just because of all the details that have come out about it. Teams. I'm open to being wrong about either. The second one, I, I can't comment on the second one because we haven't heard any details about I it. I just know the timing of it is fishy to me, is all I'm saying. I mean, it came out when yeah, it came out. Yeah, I mean, out. I'm not going to I'm not gonna make, like, I'm not going to say for, for, you know, with complete certainty that all those things are true, but it's like, it doesn't surprise me now. Like Lennon said, if it, if it came out that it was entirely true, it would not surprise me given the, his character, you know, his past transgressions. You know what I mean? It's not really going to surprise it would, me. It would, uh, what past transgressions, though? 
I've seen the way he treats his teammates, yeah. the respect you don't he gives respect his teammates, teammates his owners, respect but, have you seen, but what, we don't know how they were treating him, though. We know how Ben was treating him. He, we know that Ben Roethlisberger was not good. Well, Ben won a fucking radio show and talked shit about his team and fucking aired his dirty laundry every fucking exactly. every weekend. So, yeah, I mean, that's he, what I'm saying. So, I, I can't blame a guy. Because if Josh Wells goes I'm on a radio about... show tomorrow and tells the world how terrible I am, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna feel away towards Josh Wells for a little bit. It's not just about that. Well, though. he didn't start. Like, it's it's it's, it's just... ego. He has an ego. It's not just one person saying that. It's you know like you can have an ego and he's be a all... good person though. He's not a good person. You don't know. We don't. You can know tell that. We don't. I don't know, know personally, can... but okay. I'm just. I don't. Listen, I don't have listen, the right to judge listen, him. But that's I'm just... okay. I'm okay with you saying that he's not a good teammate. But we, none of us, have ever spent a minute with that man. Also, like seeing him exactly. off the football field. Yeah, we don't know him. Saying. We don't know the person. We can say, hey, he's a bad teammate, but you cannot say that we. He's a bad person. We don't know that. We don't know him. We see him on a football field on Sundays. He just so, wants to be an Instagram star. He doesn't want to be a football star. Well, he just asked the Patriots to bring him back. So. After saying, I'm retired, I'm retired, I don't want to play anymore. Well, of course, he, he was right. probably hurt that they released him. Uh, you you kind of have to after Aaron Hernandez and shit like that and Robert Kraft. You kind of have to. The Patriots have had enough exactly. problems. They, they yeah. avoid then that. why did they but, sign him in the really? first place? Because they didn't know that this shit was happening. It surprised them. There was no there allegation were allegations yet. against no... him before he signed with the Patriots. The first yes, set of allegations. Yes, no, there wasn't. Yes, there, there was. No validity the first to set them. of allegations. It came out. No. No, it came out after he signed because I remember the day he signed. I was at work and I was talking to my friend Jamal, and I knew nothing of the allegations because the allegations came out a week later, right the day before his first game with the Patriots. Because he signed on a Saturday, he couldn't play the Sunday the next day because it was Week One. He got to play Week Two, and that the allegations came out the Saturday of Week Two. He, before week yeah, two. He, that's, that's, I, I, I think, think that's I think accurate, that is but... actually accurate. Yeah. But... It, it, it... That's the thing is, though, they, they, they're, they're, they don't, they're, they're like a, you know, poster boy for a franchise. They're not going to, they can't be surrounded by that much controversy. And no, they're also a poster boy for shit fucking character being in their organization, too. That's Dallas Cowboys. There's a, there's a lot of teams that are like, yeah, I mean, you can't really, I mean, in the day, you know, it's not their fault that Aaron Hernandez did what he did. I mean, you can't say that's their fault. That's what about Robert Kraft? Is it their fault? Robert Kraft, <laughs> Robert Kraft. Why is everybody hating on him? Dude, he's old man. He wants to get laid. Like it's not his fault. Like he has a wife, doesn't he? No, she's dead. She's dead. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, no, no, I'm not, laughing, I'm not condoning. Dead, I'm you know, I'm not condoning that behavior at all. I'm just saying. Are you? Re- I mean, aren't you going to? Once you want to do the same thing, if you're that fucking old, you had money. I'm just saying. If they're paying, if you're paying, not and they're willing to suck you off, parlor. go right ahead. Because I would, they, you know, find a, yeah, I would call Lisa parlor. Ann or something. Like I wouldn't go to the massage parlor for my work. Like honestly, because like, he be don't. He's he's near death. You think he gives a fuck? He looks fine to me at every Patriots game. Oh my God. If he has time to go to a massage parlor and get freaky, he, he's not near death. I I can't believe that they still show him on camera all the Patriots games. Knowing damn well he made that Asian bitch suck him no, off. I just I just think it's ironic. That I just not ironic. I think it's funny that like um. That like no one ever talks about it again; it just drops completely. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that is kind of funny. We're the only, I feel like we're the only ones that talk about it. No, it's, it's not. It's not. No, because it's I, the journalists don't want to attack it because they don't want the hate. They don't want the you know response. But, but it's here's also. What's funny. But it's also. Here's what's funny. The NFL doesn't want that coverage. What hate response would they It's not a good look. It happened. It's not a good here's, PR here's, look. It happened. Here's here's what's funny. If Antonio Brown had gone to the massage parlor and got his dick sucked, we would have never heard the end of it. 
They'd have been no. like, oh, he exploited those women for sex. But Robert Kraft doesn't. It's just shh. That's white it's America for you. Yeah, it's white America. Owner. That's fine. It's really, but we'll drop Rich it. white NFL owner. What did you expect? Yeah, I mean, no one's even talk, talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick anymore. I kind of dropped him off the face of the earth. And no one's well, talking it kind of came up last week because his reps came out and said that nobody's gotten back to him about a job, which, I mean, are we surprised? You're going to tell me Colin Kaepernick's not better than Sam Darnold? No, I'm, I'm, no, he's better. You're going to tell me Colin Kaepernick's not better than Josh Allen? He's better than Josh You're talking about me. He's I was better. like, wait a second, I'm not a QB. He's better than he's better than probably half the starting quarterbacks in the league right now. He's better than Andy Dalton. I'll admit it. I'm willing to admit it. Last time he touched the field, he played ten games and what was it, <laughs> seventeen touchdowns, four picks, I think. Yeah, something like that. Hey, people act like he went out on a terrible Forty Niners team. On a terrible Forty Niners team. That's what makes he me mad. Is it. that people went act like he played bad? You put together that sort of touchdown to pick ratio as a running quarterback on a team, you deserve a spot on almost any NFL team. I agree. Obviously, I mean, it's, like, it's I obvious know. that he I has mean, the get... skill to be in the NFL, but they're just, he's in black oh, hole, obviously. He has the... it's just, and it's a sad thing. It's funny because, because Eric Reed wasn't, because he's not the poster child. Well, then, then, then the whole was... news, well, it's you always know, the when Jay-Z became down, a part right? owner of the NFL, yeah. like, teamed yeah. up with them, and then everybody was like, oh, he's a sellout, or he's this, that, and I don't well, Eric Reed got a settlement too, and he still got a job. Well, I wanted to bring up the Jay. What do you guys think about the Jay Z thing? You know, I mean, with him, you know, I don't know enough about it. I, I, I don't, we don't know, know what about his it. job is. Within, we just haven't seen any. Res- we haven't seen anything yet. You know, like, that's I, what I'm saying. We don't know what his job within the NFL is yet. So I don't, I don't know, know what his. I, I don't know what his plan is yet because if I remember correctly, it because, was like because he, he's part of the. If I remember correctly, he gets like some he gets like some choice in music and stuff like that. What they do with the high, like the Super Bowl uh, show, whatever, and all this other shit, and a bunch of other, like music and stuff like that involved. So he's a curator essentially. I the, I don't know exactly, but I remember that being reported. I guess, but I can't be for certain, obviously, because we don't have the you know the facts. But I, I remember reading something about that. And he he might be a part. Plus, of Plus, I think he's I think he's well. there also. I thought was like the help with relations between the African American African American community and then involved with the NFL, but. Roger Goodell's off. Have you seen the video where he fucking tried to touch his arm? He's like, get the fuck off me. Like, he keeps saying, like, get off yeah. me. It's like, <laughs> if I trust anybody to go in and try to mend, if there's any way to mend relationships between that the community and 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 the NFL, I would trust Jay-Z to do it over almost anybody walking Here's here. what I don't understand. Everyone was so quick to judge, like NFL player-wise. Who was it? Kenny Stills? Was that who had was like a big voice about it? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't want to say anybody's name that wasn't involved well, in it. it. It was dude on the Dolphins, I think. Everyone was so quick. I feel like no information came out about his role, his like complete role in what he's going to do. Everyone was so quick to like – shut the door on him and say like oh you betrayed us and we really don't know his true intentions we, st- we like still might... don't even know what his what his true role we don't is. know what he's we don't know what he's doing we don't know like he his whole intentions of doing this might have been to to possibly i don't know get get kaepernick a job you know get other people just like you said mend relationships and everyone was so yeah quick i don't in the nfl to just well I like, like i said i i trust jay-z over anybody else from from the culture to to mend that relationship that that's if i if i'm putting anybody in that spot i would put jay-z there so i'm gonna trust him and not criticize him until i see what he's doing i don't know enough yet i don't think anybody knows enough yet besides jay-z and probably roger goodell 
I just don't. I don't uh, think there's even been anything it's, it's, released about. I have it. a I have a feeling it's not going to last long in the partnership because it's no. just not easy. It seems really uneasy <clears throat> even when they met and all that shit. I I do find it weird because just last year he was begging Travis Scott not to do the halftime show. Yeah, that's that's why that's, that's why that's, that's, and, that's and why, people that's are, why I thought are, that happened. Are mad because he he took the position with Kaepernick so strongly that like that's why people are upset because they feel like oh he's turning his back on him. But like I said, we don't know enough yet to really say what he's. It doing. is fishy though. It is fishy. What he's I don't know if it's so even far. fishy yet. I, it looks weird from the outside looking in, but until we get to look at it. For what it's it like is. he lets his he lets his wife do the halftime show, and then next year, the or next year or two after, he tells Travis like, "No, don't do it." And then he takes a position in the NFL. Who was it? Who who had the job originally? Was it Jermaine Dupree? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And he tells him not to take it, but then he takes the same. That's quite, I don't know. That is well. Weird. If you ask, if you ask Dame, that then Jay's been doing this type of thing for thirty years. But that's just what Dame says. So I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. The sponsorship is brought to you by Wacky Waving and Flint Warm Voting Tube Men. Wacky Waving and Flint Warm Voting Tube Men. Wacky Waving and Flint Warm Voting Tube Men. There you go. Had to get that. Had to sneak that in there. Interesting. I don't really know what I mean. If all his role is to pick the music for the Super Bowl halftime show, that's kind of like no, no, I don't. I don't think it's just ways. that. I think it has. It's like I guess when I when I read it, it was like music coming together with NFL. So I think they're going to be. He's going to be doing like a lot of that kind of stuff. They'll be working with the NFL like music and and to like I said, I think it's to improve relations between, of course, the African American community and then the NFL, obviously, but. I just I don't see that lasting long because we got this fucking white rich owners fucking team owners fucking just they don't they don't care like they have so much money they own so much portion of these like if you were someone like uh fucking um Jerry Jones just like wait you think you give two fucking shits dude you're like a billionaire hey does it really bother you if you get something well that's the problem that's the problem there's no that none of them there's care. no loyalty among owners no there's not. No, like to the players. Like, how do you expect them? Uh, I think to... there is, and I think that's a problem sometimes. Like when whenever it was like, oh, Jerry Jones and uh, Tony Romo are like really tight, and then then Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott came in the whole thing, and then they got Dak Prescott. And that's different. He was, that's different. And he was I mean, like, I don't want to get he... my spot because you know I'm the main. It's kind of like with the whole thing with uh, the Patriots when um, <laughs> uh, Bill Belichick was pissed off when they traded Garoppolo because he wanted Garoppolo to be groomed to be the next Tom Brady, basically take take over. Tom Brady, but then Robert Kraft has a really good relationship with Tom Brady. and been friends, so he's like, hey, "I want, I want to keep him." And I was like, "No, no, no, that's not a good idea." And they still went through with it. I know, I, you know, Bill Belichick was pissed off about that because he well, wanted Jimmy out, Garoppolo. The reports were that he was very pissed about it, and I would be too because Garoppolo is proving right now with the Forty ers that he's a great quarterback, and he would have been the ultimate predecessor to. Is that the right word? Did I use that right? Predecessor. He was playing in Bill Belichick's. He traded Bill Belichick for who's it? Kyle Shanahan. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, they, but Garoppolo would have been the the perfect heir to the Tom Brady throne. The worst trade. The, the worst trade we ever. The worst trade we ever made in the Patriots history was trading out of Vinatieri. That's a fact. That's worst a fact. Trade. hasn't been bad. Gostowski hasn't been bad. He's missed hey, every I, fucking I field goal with uh, with a right with the exception of between you know zero and forty yards. He's missing field goals that are the easiest fucking kicks I've seen in my entire life. I could do it in real hey, life. Vinatieri's a fucking slugger. I'm going to be honest with you guys. He is a slugger. Uh, you could argue that Vinatieri might have started off the fucking dynasty in New England. Prove me wrong. Their first Super Bowl, did Vinatieri not have a big part in starting the dynasty off? Let's be honest. 
he won he has game winning kicks and and two two of the Super Bowls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, it, was, yeah. It, was yeah. it was incredible. Was it, it 2004 I'm pretty sure. If I'm mistaken. Two, I he, think, but no, three. Three. It was oh, three. It was, I think it was the second one and I think it was the fourth one. Yeah. I think. Well, no, because because maybe. it was it was oh, it was 01 03 04 uh, 14, 16, and then uh, 18. We'll call 18, but... I know the Carolina game. I know... Who was it who they played? No, no. What am I thinking? Carolina um, was... Oh, no. Oh, three, maybe? Because the first... Because oh, one yeah, was the Rams. Oh, one was one the Rams. Back. Yeah. I think Carolina was the second one. Because then I think the Eagles Carolina. was next, right? Eagles because O one was the Rams, and I, that's why I said if if when I, before we went on the Super Bowl, I was like, this would be a perfect way to end the dynasty. You know, starting your first one off against the Rams and ending it with their with the Super Bowl one against the Rams. I thought it'd be a great write off. Like I'm good. Uh, apparently, it's not over yet. It's not. Dude. He's playing. Last, he's playing good. Too bad this last Super Bowl was terrible. Uh, God, that's uh, you know I I agree with that, and then I don't because a lot of people underappreciate defense. This goes across the board. This is not just the NFL; it's the NBA. No one appreciates defense. It's like someone like Rudy Gobert doesn't get all star being all star or being this. There's a difference. There's between a difference great between good offense. defense and a terrible game. Yeah. That was just a terrible game. If I'm watching like defenses make like cool picks and you know getting good like. Strategic sacks and stuff like no, that was just an ugly perspective game. of it was a great defense. It was one of the greatest defensive games, but it was it was just not there was not much offense being played. That's why it's not entertaining. People look for offense. Everybody wants fire. They want flashy. They want this. They want one hand catch. They want this. They want that. It's just always going to be that way. I don't necessarily want offense. that. See, people love watching the UFC. People love watching you know you know the MMA boxing. People get knocked the fuck out because it's fun to see that happen. But when you're but when you play legitimate, you know, great defense, no one's like, oh, this is boring. It's like, okay. That's why people called Floyd, Floyd Mayweather a boring fighter to watch because he, he he's would never he's the greatest. Out, he's one of the greatest defensive fighters. He's a great, or I would say he is the greatest defensive fighter of all time because he's so calculated. I, I could argue – you could count on one hand the number of times he really got hit in his career, like really got stuck it's, with a punch. I, what I love to watch is because, you know, obviously we weren't old enough at the time. I mean, you see that. But going back and watching uh, Mike Tyson's fights, dude, God, he was just a killer when watching him. Rocky. It was like a Rocky movie. They just they just stood in the middle toe to toe and just took a punch. At each I other loved it though. That's, That's what, what it was awesome to see that and like watch on YouTube, whatever. See his videos, him fucking God, Mike Tyson. Did he kill anybody in that fucking? He was a I, monster. I think the, the the most interesting thing about Mike Tyson is though now listening to him when he's older, the fact that how much he he hated who he was then and how afraid. Oh, he was. I'm glad he's changed though. I mean, especially with. Um, I heard him talk about the fact that he only ever fought because he was afraid. And I thought that was like from the baddest man on the planet. That is the most introspective thing you could ever say. You only ever fought because you were afraid, but you claim you were, you were called the baddest man on the planet. That's just, that's just so interesting to me. Yeah. It's, I was watching. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, hot box with Mike Tyson. Very good podcast. Uh, go, yeah, go, I agree. Definitely go listen to that. Cause he's got, he's actually very wise. Now. But not right now. Finish he, this first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, um, you know, wisdom, I guess. He's got, he's had an interest in life though. So I mean, with that, with that, nobody's kind of life, ever lived a life like him. Exactly. Really, though. Floyd is the closest to ever living a life. I just don't life. like Floyd, and maybe because he's a winner, I, mean, I just have a thing against him. But I just – I never thought well, – no, You tend to jump the bandwagon to the winners, Joe. Oh, calm down. Yeah, let's calm it down. Uh, no, uh, there's – I just – I don't know. Because, yes, there's a lot of fights that, like, there's – I think there's three fights he should have been – he should have been ruled out and lost. But they – I have a – The Pacquiao fight? 
Pacquiao, no, no. I think I think no. he had the upper hand, but Pacquiao didn't land a lot of good shots on him. More shots. Than a lot of people said years. that Pacquiao won that fight, and I remember watching that fight on pay per view with my stepdad, and I thought I thought Floyd easily won that fight. Floyd easily won that fight. It wasn't even close. I, and it, I love really Manny. Wasn't. Manny's my second favorite boxer of like since we've been alive. But like, ah. Yeah, uh, you know what pissed me off the most was when Floyd was like, "I might go to the UFC." I'm like, "You get your, you get fucking killed." They would no, kill he'd get you. Demolished. <laughs> he would, he would get. Dude, the McGregor fight I, was also it was better than it, I thought. It, it definitely got better. It wasn't so, entertaining wow. because it, was start, it wasn't but... entertaining because I mean, the fact of the matter is, he wasn't ready. I mean, he went six months or something, and he just you could tell like even with him hammer fisting and shit, he was still stuck in his old ways. He was trying right. to fucking do illegal shit, and it's like. I get that, and the reason Plus why he lost instinct. is because uh, Mayweather was was smart, and he just played defense, and he tired him out because he knew he was not ready for that for that kind of those rounds going ten rounds. That's what he does every, exactly. Exactly, that's what he does but, every with, fight. With, though. It doesn't even matter who he fights; he goes with also, the same strategy. You, I'm gonna, you're not gonna be able to God, hit me. I'm gonna tire when Mayweather fucking folds up like a little bitch. God, that irritates him more than anything when he fucking ducks his head. Like, dude, stop! Like, that's that's. And then you have – that's what was happening in um, – if you watch a lot of his fights in his past, he's only does that. When he gets on the ropes, he fucking goes – because you can't do anything about it. You can't hit him. He's, he's oh, no. fucking – I mean, that's defense. He's going fuck, he's pulling a fucking turtle. He's like, I'm not going to get out of this one. And he gets scared. That's, that's what I'm talking That's his only defense. When he knows he's getting fucked up, he goes into a turtle. He's like, can't stop me. I, I, I agree to a point, but it's also great defense, so I don't fault him for it. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I don't think it's great defense. Oh my, but, uh, I don't think it's great defense. But like, <laughs> if only they knew what we were doing right now. Uh, yeah, two K Sports, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm cutting that out. You're not promoting them. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we I can't, I can't. The game is this game's fucking trash. Thirty-seven ten. I was saying a timestamp so I can cut it when I edit it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But, uh, yeah, I, if you watch, like, old tapes of Mike Tyson, like, God, that guy could fucking kill anybody. I'm telling you, he's a, just a monster. Just watch him fucking knock people out. But even then, it's just a lot different boxing now. Like, he's, like, landing man, like, it's just, it was just staying at toe-to-toe and just fucking swing until someone was done. Like, it's, that was entertaining, though. It's like the, it's like the NBA now. Well, that, 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 that's, what, that's what you had to that's... do against Mike Tyson, though, because that's what Mike Tyson did. Mike Tyson came out and fucking rocked your shit, and you either – Stood there and got knocked out, or you had to try to just swing back as crazy as he did. I and mean, that was just Mike Tyson's style. And most of the time, or Mike you Tyson not swing back cra- as yeah. crazy as he did. Yeah. Who did he lose his first fight to? Was that um, who was that? Mm, I have I Holyfield Evander Holyfield. No, it wasn't him. Um, I I know who it is. I just can't remember their name. He, he definitely lost to Holyfield. Yeah, he did. His first fight. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Can't really, because you know, but uh, yeah, uh, he lost. He lost a few times. No, I for, who the fuck was it, man? I cannot remember. But if you watch, I swear, the fight, I think Josh, I think Holyfield <clears throat> beat him the first time. No, his first fight was against. Um, I, I cannot remember his life of me. It was his but, first fight or his first loss. His first loss. His first loss where he got knocked out, and that was it's painful because I watched a documentary about people just like fucking watching that and being like, oh, they're all in his band. And then see him lose when he's undefeated, just like. It's a kick in the well, fucking yeah. gut, dude. That like, that would be like that would be like seeing Bruce Lee get kicked in the mouth in the seventies. Like that would hurt. That would hurt an entire <laughs> generation. Like, yeah, he's he was, yeah, he was. 
he's one of that. Well, they call him the father of you know mixed martial arts because he created basically the first. Um, Bruce Lee's but, incredible. He changed the entire he, world. Well, yeah, because he they, they if you if you talk about the UFC, like any any person out there who knows the UFC like so much or any commentators like. You know, Dana White, well, you know, Dana's on the commentator, but Joe Rogan, whatever the case may be, they always say, you know, he is the father of MMA because he is. I mean, he, he, and he put together so many different types of mixed martial arts. Like, because he was originally, from what I read, it, he was originally taught like Wing Chun, which was a defensive fighting style. Yeah. And then he added his own fighting style to it. And a lot of people well, were yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. Well, he because... wasn't even trained in, in to, to, to attack. A lot of people don't know that Bruce Lee wasn't trained to do all those kicks and shit that he did in his movies. A, he yeah, wasn't trained Chun's, in that. He Wing was Chun's trained a defensive to defend. fighting style. A lot of people don't know that. Wing Chun's for short people. It's for short people who are fighting people bigger than them. That's what Wing Chun's for. And, and, and Bruce Lee, watch IT, changed, man. That fucking movie is crazy. In the in this, listen back then, Americans had never seen a motherfucker get kicked in the face before. Bruce Lee changed an entire generation. I mean, he changed the world. Was it, was, it, was it Return of the Dragon when he fought Chuck Norris? Yeah. <laughs> Those movies were so bad. God, they're just so bad. It's the 80s. I know. It's the 80s. But if you watch them now, they're still like, you still get hooked into them. Dude, he fucking like, grabs it. Chuck Norris's fucking chest here and rips it out. But like I'm telling you, fucking... if you turn on a Bruce Lee film right now, you'll get lost in it. Oh, no matter how bad the production quality he is. He was no, because a lot of people don't know this, but uh I had read when uh when he was filming those, when he was making those films, they had to slow down the camera because he was moving so quickly they couldn't keep up with his yeah. motions. Like that's how fast that's he fact. was. What do you guys think about the conspiracies around his death and his son's death? Well everybody says that he died from the Chinese mafia, but I don't that's think that's what, what they happened. say. They say his son did too. I mean they both died in strange ways. His well, the guy who killed his son, he still he's I forget who it was, but he said he like he has nightmares that shit, like to his fucking to his gravy well because he said like because someone put I don't know I don't know how first of all how the prop gun had an actual bullet inside of it and it was actual that's what I'm saying that's so that's so fishy I don't know how someone put a bullet and got without the blank something definitely something wasn't right that doesn't happen I mean somebody I'm not gonna say it's conspiracy because obviously we don't know but. The whole thing. That's is, not conspiracy. Uh, that, that's I watched fat. Chuck Norris. If, if I watched an interview where Chuck Norris says he that. don't believe that there was conspiracy behind Bruce Lee's death. He said that he literally just died from brain swelling because of that medication he took. Because his his brain did know. swell like three times the size. That's why he died. I mean, he had a. I, think it was like I, a, I know, but he mixed two different know. drugs and it fucked up, it fucked him up. And he had like internal like brain. His brain was bleeding and shit like that. So I mean, I'm more interested in how his son died. His son, Brandon Lee, on the crow. From Somebody killed fishy. him. Like, uh, nobody wants to talk about it, but he was killed. You don't put a bullet in a prop gun. A prop gun's not even supposed to be able to hold a clip like that. Yeah, I agree. I like agree, a, but like, like a, I, you know, I can't, like a 60s I, can't say for, show I can't say for sure. I mean, flagrant. Ooh. I can't say for sure. <laughs> flagrant. <laughs> just randomly. No, I can't say for sure. 4216. Keep 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 those in there. Keep those in there. You gotta keep them in there. Just like what the fuck does that mean? No, uh, no, I can't say for sure, man. But uh, you know, I I think it is kind of fishy. I mean, you don't just uh, the chances of that happening are very slim, but it's not impossible. You know what I mean? It's not impossible. Yeah, but dude, somebody, come on, somebody did that. Come on, Josh. Somebody did that. You know, you're intelligent enough. Uh, oh well, uh, yeah, we never said that during our marriage, but uh, <laughs> forty-two, forty-eight. I got to say, I got to clip that, get rid of that, and take it out of there real quick. No, um, yeah, I, 
what was it? His fucking they they said like I forget what scene it was. I think they actually recorded that, but they eventually they said they got rid of it. But uh, I want to see that. I really do. Out of curiosity, morbid curiosity. I I don't know if I want to see it, but I I want I, it to be investigated. No, it. like it's a. I'm not saying like oh god, this gets me fucking hot. I'm just saying like it's just interesting. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like this like to watch like nine eleven happen and see all that stuff. It's interesting to me the fact that like it's just crazy that it actually happens. Like it's just I can't believe it actually happened. You know what I mean? Like it's just something you wouldn't. Yeah. You never seen. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the act as much as I want to watch everyone's reaction to what happened. Yeah, I agree. Like, in the I room. agree with that. You guys want to talk like, about the how? Joker? Oh, the Joker. We got, we got, we got, we got to keep discussion going. On the Joker because the Joker fucked me up hard. We fucked all of us up hard. That was, that was, that was. I have a friend. I won't say who, um, but I have a friend that due to, due to, due to and, legality and, issues. Yeah, and, and, and I, I had a friend that went and saw it a couple of days after us and was not nearly as didn't think it was as morbid as we did. Morbid, like in what sense? Do you think like morbid? he didn't think it was as dark and twisted as we did. Uh, well, maybe we need to check him to a psychiatric facility because I'm there. That's what I told him. I said, you're sick in the head. I was like, you're sick. Dark and twisted as I thought it was going to be going into yeah. it. But it was definitely dark and twisted. No, um, I wasn't. I, it wasn't like the, the, the thing that kind of took me by surprise, like we talked about earlier, was um, the, uh, well, not on the podcast, of course, but was the just like the the gore like when he fucking blew that guy's brains out and gunned those two people down like i didn't expect that because it wasn't a dc film probably should have put a spoiler yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put a alert at the beginning you're good keep going Uh, yeah yeah but uh yeah sorry about that little late there but um yeah uh it it don't matter even if i told you what happened because you just have to experience it you know what i mean it's it's not like a tv show where you watch it and you're like oh what happened this guy you know this episode right like it's it's just you have to experience it right but um just to see how gory it was and how like they went with that, it kind of surprised me because even like the Joker, even though with uh, uh, the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger, like it never got like gory. I mean, yeah, he fucking used a pencil and you know, we'll show you a fucking magic trick and shove it in his fucking eye and slammed his hand on it, but like you didn't see anything. This one, you fucking see graphic <laughs> I mean, shit, and it's not just. It's they didn't, they didn't really reason. delve into uh, Christopher Nolan didn't really delve into like the psychic, you know, the psych, you know, psychiatric, you know, point of it. He was just like, oh, this guy. No one knows his past, and he's crazy, obviously. Look at his actions. But there wasn't anything like, hey, what, what made him this way? Which is what a lot right. of people are... That's the, that's the point of the Joker. That, exactly. That's why this, is, this right, movie but I enjoy, is so I enjoy, much different I enjoy from the regular Joker. Seeing the origin. I'm an origin guy, though. So I, I, I'm biased, but like I love shit like this more than I love just seeing the Joker in, yeah. a, in a Batman movie. Well, I Chris, love this side of it. If I remember, more. I watched the thing where Christopher Nolan talked about like when he made The Dark Knight. It was shortly after. And he said the reason why he liked, he chose to go with, like, or I don't know if I heard it from him. I heard something about it. But it was, like, uh, they talked about why he made it that way. You know, when every time Joker would tell a story, it would be a different story because it just it adds more mystery to who he is. Right. I like that aspect. But also, I think, like you said, I'm kind of a sucker for origin stories. I want to know what the fuck made him the way he was. I, I, and, I, I'm like that in every aspect of my life. I don't really care what happened. Tell me why it happened. And how exactly. It happened. I, I think it's important to, to you know, give us that – because well now they're like talking about when they asked uh, Joaquin Phoenix if he, if he would like to do a uh, sequel or whatever and he said you know like I, I probably would he he seemed kind of iffy about it but I think that this kind of story needs another one I mean I think it could it could be fine with that one but I think it'd be cool to see another one 
and just see where it I think go if it. they do another one, it's going to take them more. Like it, it'll probably take them five to ten years because I think they re- he the director at least really wants the public to sit and think about what they want. I don't think he's in a rush to sort no. of because nah. if they do a sequel, if they do a sequel, they're going to have to almost put a label on. Okay, this is what really happened in, in the movie. This is what is real. This is what isn't. And if they no, do I that, do that's like going to take though. away from the impact of the first one. That's going to take away from the impact of the I, first one in exactly. its future. So, and so, therefore, I don't think they're going to do it for at least like well, five, I would say five, ten, maybe more. The problem is, is that I do like the concept of not knowing what the truth is because it leaves that kind of thing in your head where you're questioning everything around you. It's kind of like what we talked about before mm-hmm. with American Psycho with uh, you know um, Christian Bale. Like that movie fucked my mind because I didn't know, I never heard anything about it beforehand. No one told me about it. I just decided to look at myself. Someone told me it was a good movie, so I checked it out, and I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Right. Even keeping on Christian Bale and the Batman subject, even the third Christian Christopher Nolan uh, movie, like that left an open end on it, on what really happened at the end of How it. How do you feel about Robert Pattinson like taking the Batman role? I like Robert Pattinson, man. I'm, I'm giving I him a chance. I, I'm more... I'm more... Oh, <laughs> I'm more... Oh. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you shit your pants? Damn. What was that? <laughs> We're keeping that one in. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'm more. Um, I think he's going to do a lot better than Ben Affleck did. Even though I didn't think Ben Affleck did terrible, Ben I think Affleck did fucking terrible. Don't terrible. BS me. Oh, I'm going to go. I, I don't hate think the it was fucking ben gargly ass fucking voice. Like, okay, I get it. You want to you want to sound hard, but it's like, come on. Like, I'm getting let's get a little old. But I don't I'm think Batman. he did terrible. Like, I just, I, the worst Batman is still George Clooney by far. And it's <laughs> well, not that's even competition, well, look at the time. But, I mean, you can't really blame him. I don't. I, Michael Keaton did great. Val Kilmer did pretty good. I, what do you mean? We'll look at the time. He was the the third one. Michael Keaton did two beautiful. I, I'm movies. a big fan of Keaton. Big fan of Clooney too, though. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. What? What? You did not just. Say I that. like Clooney. Stop. You didn't like He's Clooney. fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys didn't like Clooney. I, I have the Clooney DVDs. I, I I haven't watched it in a while, and I had to DVDs. There's it, one. Yeah. he he was Batman once. I know. Are you sure it, you've even seen with, this movie? Yeah, it's with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I've seen it. I have it. It's awful. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Landon can't, can't fucking handle. He's like, what the fuck? This fucking it's, clown. Oh good lord! It's Something so fun. bad. It's not um, bad. Anything Clooney's ever touched is fucking gold. That's not gold. The bat suits had nipples. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome, dude. New one fucking nipples. You know what I mean? I, I like it. We all have nipples. I was able to connect to Batman. Exactly. <laughs> Give me some kind of kindred, you know, thing with him. I felt like I was Batman when I was six years old. All right, we're not doing this. Don't start out ostracizing me because I like Clooney as Batman. Okay, 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 him? okay. Let's get off. Let's rank, get rank off, the, let's get rank, off Clooney him. and let's talk about what you what Atlanta, What do you think about Robert Pattinson? Because I know you have a particular um, hatred okay, towards Twilight, to so I want to. I've never seen Twilight. I can't. I've never hated. Yeah, I can't he, say I he's hate saying it. he hasn't. Yeah, you fucking has. Don't be as me. I haven't. I've never. Seen I love. I love mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson as an actor. He's incredible. Um, I haven't yeah, you seen sound like him. A in... No, he's just a good okay. actor. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him in enough movies to really give give an opinion on how he's going to do. 
in uh I trust him. I trust but him with it. I, I trust I wouldn't, him. I wouldn't I I, I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> He's never failed me, you know. I trust Willie What did you mean him in real life, dude? Put, uh, what the fuck? As long as they don't put Leto as Joker in there. For Jared no Leto is fucking Leto the worst Joker I've ever seen in my entire life. Don't even fucking bring his name up. I don't terrible. want to hear his shit. He, was he terrible. makes really he was terrible. good music. I don't care if he makes good music or not, okay? He's fucking horrible Joker. <clears throat> Please, God, never get him back in the fucking makeup. Whoever whoever designed the costume, and I know he had an input on it, was... You don't know that. Oh, good lord. He was such a tryhard. He, he was such a tryhard from the set. Like people said, he put like did fucking dead rats and shit. He like he, he was a goddamn yeah, tryhard. He, he dropped off dead pig. Oh he, God, first stop. day of filming, he he left a, a dead pig and Marty. Like, dude, you'll ne- you'll ne- you'll never be a, you'll never be a fucking Heath Ledger. You'll never be you'll even never now. Be you'll never be able to fucking be Heath Ledger. I'm just saying, performance wise, not fucking dead. Did you see how Josh? Did you see how pissed he was about the Joker movie? Oh, that's that's hearsay. What do you say, Lennon? Did you see uh, how mad Leto was about his uh, about the new Joker movie? Why? No. About how mad he was. Was he the, uh, mad that he he's, wasn't in it? He's apparently pissed because he's mad that some random new Joker guy who gets guy who gets to play Joker. He's not random. It's Walking Phoenix. It's Walking Phoenix. Like, he's he's, he's a phenomenal actor. He's better. Than I'm you saying did. he's mad. He's mad because he was picked as Joker, and this guy out of nowhere gets a solo Joker film. Like he's, you know, he dude, was told because he's Joker, you're not good. Suddenly... That's why, dude. Accept it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. I think he's completely wrong for it. But I also understand where he's coming from. Like, if you're told that, hey, you're going to be the Joker for the foreseeable future, and then your studio, even though this, yeah, but it to be was completely different. different. As a, okay, let me talk for the love of God. Stop interrupting. Oh, anyway, this is a podcast. Um. So anyway, I love when he gets angry. Gonna love it. Let it fight I don't. Fire. I lost my train of thought. That fire in his belly. I lost my train of thought. I forget what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. He's he, mad. He, he came right at Noah, dude. He said, "Can I fucking finish my goddamn fucking sentence?" Gonna love it. Gonna love. I love seeing the side of Landon. Gonna love it. Gonna love it. fucking love it. Uh, you know, it's not like I changed the subject on the guy. You know. Yeah, well, you, I think it's all started when you said George Clooney was a good Batman. I think it's kind of when it all fell down there. I think George Clooney is a great Batman. It, uh, <laughs> you said, say what you will. We need to find a new subject. We need to find a new subject. So go back to the actual movie. Joker, actual movie. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to what I was saying previously before we go off on a tangent. Uh, you fuckers should go see that movie because it will fuck your mind in a way because you it's not something you'd expect. I mean you can watch all these, you know, YouTube videos, whatever Gosh. talking about <clears throat> talking about the shit, but um uh it's just his performance, obviously if you watch some when he did walk the line with you know because he, he's obviously a method actor and he's probably he's obviously arguably one of the greatest actors of all time just because of his performance how much he puts into his work and stuff like that. He really put a lot into this movie. Um um I think it's a really you should definitely go see it because it's kind of – I like the mental health perspective, and I know we, we talked about it outside of the podcast where we said basically, uh, you know, some people are getting angry saying it's a bad it's a bad look on mental health, and I don't think it is. I think it's a way of um, – because obviously there's crazy people out there, and they're, and they're going to – some people might take it the wrong way, go fucking shoot up a place, do that. Obviously, you can't help that, but it's like they have a right to make a film they, the way they want to, and they, they, they have a right to show mental health in this way because I think a lot of people – even in our culture now, as much as we're progressing, um, uh, 
no one really sees, no one understands the effects of it unless you live through it. So, I mean, it's, I think it's a good, good, it's a good, it's a good film. And I think it kind of speaks to mental health. I don't think it's like, oh yeah, it's this, we should all, you know, advocate for mental health, but it's, there's an interesting perspective. It kind of shows you what, what, how we create these monsters and how these people come to be the way they are. And how, I like how they added the thing like, you know, you created this monster and now you have to live with it because you're the one that did this. Your actions caused this guy to become the way he was. So now this is your punishment. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's it's very good. What do you guys think about that though? I mean, what do you, what, how did you interpret the mental health aspect of it? I think people are misconstruing what they were going for with the mental health aspect of it. I think they're getting a little too sensitive about it and they're not showing it in a negative light. They're showing what happens when you treat someone who has somewhat of that sort of mental health problem and and the way he's treated in that film and what could happen. It's not saying all, all people with, you know, delusional schizophrenia, his laughing disorder he has, which is caused by his mother. Um, It's sort of more, a warning than it is I don't know than like sort of using it as a plot device. Okay I want to say something I'll let know. Noah give his point real quick but uh, just a little uh, quick interjection um, uh, yeah I, I agree with you there I think a lot of that is I think a lot of people are misinterpreting it and saying oh he, they're just making it popular it's like it's not making it popular it's just more of a just mm-hmm. it's an origin story it's about how he came to be it's their perspective their take on it now you don't have to like it you don't have to agree with the message or agree with how that really works I mean, the truth of the matter is a lot of these people who go out and commit these acts like atrocities, like mass murder, it's not because, oh, they're just they're, they're normal, sane people. They have mental health issues, and these kinds of things can be avoided. And I think in a way it brings light to those situations, and then it actually can have a positive impact. I mean, obviously there's always going to be outliers to it, but I think, I think it's a good take in the fact that people can actually see what someone like him, obviously, not everybody's like that. I mean, it's, I, don't know the, I don't know the numbers, obviously, but... Not everybody's going to turn out that way, but some people, if you push them to that certain point and they already have a horrible, you know, childhood or past, that they're going to become a monster. And, like, you you know, you reap what you sow. If you make that kind of person, can you really expect, like, them not to turn that way, especially the way they've been treated? Some people take it differently. Some people commit suicide. Some people do certain things like that to get out to escape that. But for him, he turned his violence towards the people that treated him that way his entire life. Mm-hmm. No, what's your perspective? I want to hear what you have to say about this. I mean, you guys pretty much covered all the bases as far as the mental health part goes. I think that you know, um, I don't know, because I, I, what do you guys, what do you, what do you guys have? Do you have him next to Heath Ledger in performance wise, or would you? Because obviously, I don't think it'd be right to put someone above Heath Ledger now that he's gone and stuff like that. But well, he, he's dead. I obviously he had, I he think... had a phenomenal performance. I mean, you can't you can't it's... deny that no matter um... what. I mean, I think he was allowed to do with more of the role because he's given a backstory. He's given he's, mm-hmm. this movie's about him, so I think it's hard to compare the two. I think with, I think you can tell that a lot of like the new Joker's really try to channel what Heath Ledger did. Leto tried his damnest, even though he's terrible. <laughs> and, George Clooney um, with Batman. Okay. And um he's a good Joaquin Batman. Phoenix. He's more so trying to channel it than any other previous Joker. Like it's clear that 
because any of the new people who any of the new age like people that like like the Joker, you know, watch or in this case play the Joker, they go for the crazy psychotic um <clears throat> has some sort of mental health issue, not just some, you know, mob boss gangster who smiles and laughs a lot. The character has really taken a turn ever since Heath Ledger played it, and I think it's given it a lot more depth and a lot more um, room for people to put their own terribly, like Jared Leto, and some of them great, like Joaquin did. You know, I think it's a great uh, point you brought up. Um, I'll make a quick point for now so we can get his take, because um, we've been talking our, our asses off, but... Um, I think a great point you made was like he had more, you know, uh, Joaquin had a lot more, you know, space because he he could find, you know, he figured out whose character was. I mean, Joker, he played as Joker was more up to his own interpretation. Like he had to make it himself because he didn't have really a background. He could do what he wanted. He kind of had some space, but it was also like, you know, I can't say, I guess in a way he had more freedom. The fact that he didn't have a defined background, he could do what the fuck he wanted to. So, I mean, in that. But that was left. Exactly. That wasn't. He himself had to creatively do that. You know, possibly I don't know the whole thing between him and Todd, but they told him that. But if he knew what the kind of the outline of the story was going, he knew he could take that. I think, like you said, a lot of the people like uh, Jared Leto, um, an amateur, uh, yeah, uh, he he tried to channel that and try to you know he took it to another whole another level. Like I'm just I'm gonna be cool like he was, you know. But it's like I think Joaquin Phoenix did his own interpretation. Didn't give a fuck about anybody, what everybody else did. He was like, I want to, because they asked him, like, did you take anything from, like, Heath Ledger's? And he said, no, I just did the way I, like, I did it my way. I didn't look at anybody else. And I think that's important, Mm -hmm. is, like, just to take yourself out of that equation and then look at it the way you interpret it and then use that interpretation to, to, you know, to your your performance, put it to your performance. What do you have to say, Mr., uh, Mr. Christian? Uh... Yeah, man, pretty much the same thing. Uh, I felt like <laughs> it's a lot different between what Heath Ledger had to do, and he obviously had some some lines he couldn't cross, just given uh, what mm-hmm. type of Joker he had to play. And obviously, Joaquin PG-13. didn't have to have to abide by pretty much any fucking guidelines in this movie. So obviously, it makes it different. Um, but. So I can't really say who did it better because it's two different types of Jokers, but I will say that I enjoyed Joaquin better just because I'm more into that style of movie rather than a PG superhero movie. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to bring up a point too. Also, we could discuss is the you know Todd trying to get that movie to be greenlighted. Like no one would do it. Everyone was like, oh fuck that, we're not going to do that. That's well, it's like, a risky mm-hmm. movie to take after Heath Ledger. Exactly, and it's not even and that. It's not even a financial thing. It's society. also just like how it's society it's okay. interprets it. They're so worried because the PC culture and shit like that. People are going to take it the wrong way, and then you're going to have a lot of shit going off of that. But I'm glad they went through with it, and they're like, fuck you guys, we want to do it the way we want to do it, and it doesn't have to appeal to you or. I'm kind of glad they did it the way they did. So I'm not – overall, the movie was great. Um, I probably I, – like I said, I recommend anybody to go watch that. Um, I just think it has a good take on, you know, just a, his origin story because obviously people were the comics. I didn't read the comics. I heard about the comics, but uh, was just how the killing joke – took away from the killing joke and how his – you know, how he was used to – he was a failed comedian and all that shit. They took a lot of inspiration right. from the comics. And I'm glad they did because I feel like that really, for people who are comic people, probably liked it a lot because, you know, when they're younger, I'm obviously we, were, we weren't born in the comic age. So, like, um, but people I imagine 
would like it. I can't say for set, you know, for sure. But I do like the film. I think it had a lot of crazy. It kind of surprised me. Like I said, when we talked about the gore, I didn't expect that, even from a DC movie. But it's not really a mainstream DC movie, so. Right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that, you know, people should take the time to go watch that because I think <clears> it's important, especially just the time we're in right now to watch something like that. Especially with mental health being such a big, big thing right now in our society and how people, some people just don't understand it and they, no one wants to talk about it because they don't understand the, you know, the complexity of it and how it affects people every single day. That's something else I want to talk about, though, and I don't, I don't know if I should, but go ahead. Mental health is becoming a, a big topic in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow, I'm not the first person that said this, and I, I'm sure I won't be the last, but they've made mental health and, and mental illness a mainstream thing to the point where. There's a lot of people that don't have a mental issue or, a, or, or anything like that, like that are, are claiming to. And I don't know if it's for attention or if it's for what it is or if it's that it's a cool thing, like it's a mainstream thing. Like we all want to relate to each other. Obviously, naturally, we're humans. It's just a natural thing if we want to relate to each other. And I don't know what it is, but like they they've made it mainstream in a way. And I feel like a movie like this is beneficial to that. in the fact that it shows what it's really like rather than what you see through a tweet on Twitter. You know what I mean? You know, I, I have a scene from that movie that really illustrates what you just said. There was when he's sitting there talking to his like fucking psychiatrist, whatever his therapist and he's and he's saying like I don't I never I never felt like I really existed like you know he goes that's the problem because I never feel good you know what I mean like I think right. that in a way was really strong in the fact that you know you know some people I know from Milan and stuff like that my brothers like that certain things like that in my life seeing how they how they and him telling me how it felt and how he feels and seeing that it kind of like you know resonated within me for a second to see that him say that kind of you know I could feel that in a way um, right. Because when we saw him with therapist, she's like, she doesn't understand. Like, she doesn't understand because she's like, well, fuck it. Like, like you know, you take your medication. Like, dude, the medication's not fucking helping. Like, there's a certain point where, um, obviously, with science and stuff that we're getting better with, but now they have the test out. You can the fucking going off your genes and stuff like that. What specific prescriptions work better with you? But even then, it's never a fucking guarantee. I mean, it's always there's always something that that, that could not work, and then obviously it's going to lead to more problems like that. But I liked how they did go about that and they talked about it, um, like how he talked about his own personal thing, which you didn't get that from Heath Ledger. You didn't get that from, obviously, the clown, Jerry, uh, the literal clown. I might be funny, but seriously, the clown, Jerry Leto. Uh, stuff like that. Like, I thought the film was, in a way, a lot of it was just on the chaos. You were so focused on the chaos, but I think in, in some good aspects of it, the certain scenes you see where he really discusses how he feels. And I think that kind of, re- I think it would resonate with a lot of people who suffer from mental illness. I think it's very, very important. I think a lot of people who, critics and stuff, who hated the movie and said this is bad for mental health, mental health and all that, they didn't They didn't really pay attention to those little, little small things. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're just judging. Right. They're just hating on well, it. Well, something I personally connected to in the movie, which is something that in the whole broad scope of, mental illness becoming more talked about which when i say it's becoming mainstream i don't mean that in a negative way because i'm i'm really glad it's something that people talk about now i really am 
but in, in some ways it's being manipulated, but that's the story for a different podcast. But the fact is that um, people don't talk about this, this part of it, and it was brought up in the movie in a, in a certain way to where a lot of mental illnesses are systemic and, and passed down and from, from parents or whoever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was also a really interesting thing because that's, that's one of the biggest parts of it that in the mainstream culture, nobody talks about that part of it. Like why, why you feel that way can also, can even in my case, it can be a systemic thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what you made a good point was is how mental health is becoming like a mainstream thing, and and you're not wrong by saying that. I think that that's that's kind of been well accepted. I think the problem is is that it's making its way into mainstream itself, and then parents specifically, you know, our parents are their generation are looking at it and going, okay, they're they're just they're being they're going <laughs> they're just being you know they're just exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> sorry, fucking Leonard Newton said it's funny shit. Uh, but uh, I think a lot of people, seriously, I think a lot of people, um, it's become such a mainstream thing. People who actually suffer from it, people are exploiting it to, to, to their own ends in a lot of ways, and that's giving it a bad label. And I think that a lot of people who actually do suffer from it personally and have a heavy, you know, a rough, you know, have had a rough go at it with that, with the battle with the mental, mental illness or just suffering, and they don't get the the attention I don't, they don't need to just they don't get the the actual help they need because people nowadays you go to the you go to the you know you go to the doctor they give you fucking drugs you know I'm like oh you're, you're you have uh, attention deficit you know ADD whatever can't even say the fucking goddamn you know where whatever but it's uh, but if you have ADD they're like oh we'll give you Adderall like give you give you Ritalin give you something like that it's just, it's automatic there's no there's no fucking hey let's really give you let's really see what's really going on here just give you this give you that. And then you got all these kids who are younger generations now growing up and they see how people are affected by this and they go, well, I can use it to my advantage. Because once it's a problem, I can use mental, mental health as an excuse for my behavior. Now, not right. all, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's entirely, they're all faking it, because obviously it's not, that's not true. A lot of people suffer from it. But I think the problem is when you make it mainstream like that and people um, start you know, discrediting it and saying, oh, you know, you're just exaggerating. It really, it really hurts the people who really are suffering from it, and, and it, it just makes it worse for them overall because they're not being taken seriously. There's people out there who are just using it to their advantage, and, and it really just ruins the label for everybody. And I think a lot of people are so you know, hesitant to get in, involved in that discussion because it makes them uncomfortable. They don't understand because they don't feel those feelings. If you were to go down and sit with someone that, that had uh, – a certain, um, you know, certain mental illness, and you actually listen to them tell and listen to how they, how they, you know, how they experience what they experience every single day, what the feelings going through their mind, stuff like that, what's going on in their life, what makes them feel like it's, it's living hell every single day. Like it's, if you really listen to them, this kind of people, you can really get an understanding of how, you know, what they're going through. And I think that's a big part of the our society is that people are just too hesitant and they don't want to get involved in that conversation because they don't understand it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's always appreciated when the, the real side of, uh, of mental health and mental illness is brought to the light. So um, I think that's a good place to, to wrap her up. Uh, oh, one. for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, our other co-host, Landon, you know, the man who met the legend day. Uh, he's currently uh, – oh, there he is. He's back now. Never mind. Uh, 
I've been here. I'm just but uh, yeah, guys, we're going to uh, in the wrap it up. Uh, it was uh-huh. a great first podcast, official one, I guess. We've had one before, but you know, this, this, is, this is third, technically third. Yeah, third because we had like five hours of content. The first one going through, we did at uh, at Noah's house, but uh, yeah, uh, great place to wrap it up. You know, I think that we had a good discussion today, and I hope to continue a better one next week. Yeah, uh, you know, I uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, yes, we, we continue do. To uh, to get better Indeed. and uh, to we grow do. every we love week. You. Um, let me talk. Um, I hope we can. <laughs> let me <laughs> li- listen to me. <laughs> no, that was funny. Hear we're me. Keeping we're keeping Landon's outburst in there. It was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I hope we can continue to get better. Uh, once again, thank you to Spotify and Anchor for taking a chance on us when they probably fucking shouldn't have. All right. Hope to see you guys next week. Wow. Appreciate you. Wow. Uh, thank you. You guys have a great day. Yeah. Well, guys. That's that. Did you finish the. Uh, <laughs> oh, good lord. Ugh.